Hi guys, I'm going to tell you something real quick. Welcome to the world according to Elliot. Good morning, Elliot. Good morning, Dad. Okay, I have a couple questions. I need your help. Um, first, it's f- we got up at 5.40 something this morning, which is pretty early. And so I wanted to know if you could tell me, what is an aero bar? It is like um, you hold it and then shoot it out and go in, to the, um, in the front of it. Ooh, that sounds a little bit, sounds kind of dangerous. No. It's it, okay. If you don't kill any, um, buddy. Okay. With it, you oh. just hit the board of it. Okay, phew. So, my second question is, how do, how do I use a power meter? Um, you turn it on and do something. Oh, well that's easy. I need an easy button. Well, you can just press the button on it. It will just do something. Just done deal. Yeah, you don't have to make it do it. So It'll go by itself. That's that's incredible. So what about what about um what about heel to toe offset? Oh, you you have to um fix. That means. It you um fix the robot. Oh, see, it's just so early. I don't know all these things. And then, how how should someone get a bike fit? Well, they have to go on the uh, trolley, and then they can put it on the front of one of us all of the all, a lot of bikes on it. Oh yeah, I've seen that, but you don't want the trolley to bonk you. They probably stop, right? So you could put it on. No. Well, how do you get it on there? We have to um, stand away, and then they'll um, come. Oh, they do it for you. Yeah, oh. they come. Wow. But you know what they're coming from? Where? Mexico. From Mexico? No, Mexico. Oh, Mexico. It's a long, long way. Just one way. The long, long way. Like a plane far away. Yeah. I've never been there. What do you, can you do, can you do, what Uh, do you do there? Oh, we, we, um, you guys, we have to work on the trolleys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, but that, yeah. I don't want to go to Mexico then if you just work on trolleys. Don't go there. I want to go to, like, Florida for Disney World. That's what I think. The Harry Potter one? Yeah. Okay. Don't go at Mexico. Okay. So then here's my last question. Well, it has three parts. How do you swim? Um, you, um, put your legs like this. Yep. Your arms like this. Yep. And then you kick with your feet. Oh. And then how do you ride a bike? You pedal. Easy. And, and hold the um, bars. Yeah. And then how do you run? You just run with your feet. You know what then? It sounds like that's all you need to do to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Good deal. High five to that. 
Right, anything else you want to say to everybody? Um, welcome to the world according to Elliot stuff. Boom. Have a great day. Thank you for your time, Elle. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to another podcast of Triumph. I'm your host, Jeff Fairbanks, Prince of Pain, also known as the Triumph Project. Uh, you just heard the world according to Elliot, which is also always one of my favorites, uh, just because I never know where that's going to go. And today we are accompanied uh, by guest speaker Tim Ford from Australia, my. We're going to talk about life as we know it, <clears throat> some of the nuances between uh, Australian and uh, U.S. interpretations of and on things. And uh, I thought maybe I thought maybe since Jason he's a, he's in, he's a big rapper, he's in a rap for those of you that don't know. And so I figured, you know, one of his special talents was, um, uh, what do you call, parroting uh, rap. So I figured, why, why doesn't he just get on, uh, get on the background for this uh, intro and let's just make it happen. I didn't even really know he could play uh, keyboard. So let's just see what you guys think because you know how we do it. Crack throttle, worry about the rest later. So without further ado, um, here's some rap uh, for you all. But you know, we don't do it normal, right? Never normal. So, yo, VIP, uh, let's kick it. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. The pop's back with a brand new invention. Self-doubt grabs a hold of you tightly. Flows like a harpoon daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, the answer's no. Turn off the lights and I'll glow. To the extreme, my record triumph like a vandal. Light of the stage and wax a native like a candle. Dance from a speaker that booms. Energy matrix, that's my mushroom deadly. When I'm playing dope melody, anything less than the best is a felony. Love it or leave it, you better gangway. You better hit bulls and the kid don't play. If there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook while my co-host J-Mac revolves it. J-Mac. There, there he is on the keyboard. That's what I'm talking about. More keyboard. Yo. Hey, hey, going? Oh man, this thing. Let, let's. Sorry. Let's hear from Sorry. Here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Now watch. See, now we have to wait for it to make sure that Jason can connect because I, this thing's finicky, man. Sometimes it's like. It doesn't show you, right? Shows him. You come on, and then I don't know where he is. Uh, I, I, after that whole debacle with my computer, I then tried to install. It's like, no, you can't install on your Mac. So I'm on my phone anyway. So I could have been on it at 5.30 anyway. <laughs> <sighs> Son of a... Um, yeah, exactly. Hey, I, hey, John. I'm doing good, man. I'm just tired. I'm just... It's been flat out for a long time. I think uh, one of the sayings you guys have that I think is pretty cool is uh, under the pump. Is that? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so I've been under the pump. And uh, and then second to that, I wish I had your accent. <laughs> <laughs> like how, how what boring, accent? you know, like such a boring, uh, just me, you know. Just... Now, I reckon you've got, a, you've got a good, compared to some of the other American accents I've heard, yours is pretty good, mate. Oh, it's not, you don't like the, uh, do you want the dude, bro? Like, yeah, man. I really like uh, the, um, I really like the Minnesota. I'm from Minnesota, eh? I like that accent the most. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. You know, it was funny when we were, um, 
when I was doing part of the journey, a, a lot of those states on the East Coast, you know, I'd never been to. And so yep. one of them was Maine. We started up there and there was a lot of French Canadians that were there. And so mm -hmm. I remember in one of the campgrounds that we were in, um, it, the, like when we showed up, they're like, uh, I think they're like, parlez-vous français? Or do you speak English? And I was like, what? to me, that was, I didn't understand. I'm like, what? French or English? I'm like, well, English, right? And then we go into the, and so I was a little bit taken back, right? And then we go into the campground and I realized that we were very, we were, you know, so few that spoke English there. Uh, you know, I'm sure the majority mm. of them could speak English as well, but it was mainly um, French. And yeah. apparently they, there's a lot of uh, tourism that comes down, I guess, in the summer to those areas um, from the French Canadian uh, side of things where I don't know the locations exactly, but um, it was super cool, man. Cause I'm just like, man, I, I wonder what we sound like, you know, like if they're just like, Oh God, you know, <laughs> these people, <laughs> but uh, I get a little I, bit I, of that tone, kind of the A, you know, type stuff. Yeah. I did a, um, I did an interview with a guy from Louisiana last week and his accent was pretty good. Huh? Kind of deep, like deep South or just. I don't. I think he lives in. I think he lives in LA now. But he. But I just. I could hear that real sort of. I don't know. You. You kind of. I. I don't really know where the accents are from that well, but I could hear it. I was like, yeah, I like. I like this one. He had that. Like he really sort of dragged out his words a bit and stuff like that. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll do my best. I'll do my best to live up to something. Hey, <laughs> Tim. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try to redo this really quick. I'll. I'll yep. Uh, no worries. I'll keep. I'll keep this section. But for some reason, Jason's not coming through so let me just let me redo this really quick and yep. uh to those listening you know this is just par for course par for the course so all right exactly uh, stand by we'll circle right back hello we're okay now you made it <laughs> <laughs> hold on did you because know, you weren't on before and tim was on so hold on let me just see if he shows um, up oh we just... yeah <laughs> tim you there i am Nice. Oh. Uh, welcome, welcome to uh, another Triumph podcast, uh, courtesy of Anchor, uh, <laughs> dragging us all down, multiple takes, 2.0. Uh, welcome, Tim Ford is our guest, my co-host, Jason, J-Mac, Macaluso, myself, Prince of Pain, uh, Jeff Fairbanks, blah, 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 blah. So, <laughs> there we go. Uh, you know, Beauty. Thanks for being here. We were talking about accents and some other shit, and I'm just, uh, uh, New Year's resolution, let's just get a new, uh, let's get a new app, Jason. There you go. We'll, we'll put it in the Triumph Project budget for next, for yeah, 2018. I will. Where's another free app that doesn't give us issues? Right? Exactly. <laughs> We're all about the free stuff. Yeah, I'm all about free. I'll tell you what, it's one, of the, uh, it's one of the problems of recording things over the internet. I did my podcast with a guy in New Zealand, and we had, a, we had an episode maybe a few months ago with a, with a dietitian, and we were about 40 minutes into the episode, and it just cut out, and we lost oh, everything. You lost it. <laughs> oh, so then, and then Robert had to go, so we said... Oh, look, mate, I'll do it without you. And then it was an absolute, I think the whole process took about three and a half hours for one hour. Then, and this is the, God bless the internet. It's great until it doesn't work. So, exactly. I know. Technology. Technology. Okay. So, so uh, let's start out with it. How is everybody? You know, so like Jason, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm fighting the cold, up? but so excuse my voice. Oh, I actually kind of like it. You like it? <laughs> that's bring, very sexy. Thank you. I'm bringing, I'm bringing a little class to the Triumph Project today. So, 
<laughs> a little a little white trash class. <laughs> I was gonna say sorry, I might bring things down a little bit then. That's uh there's not classy about me, so <laughs> Well you're in the right place, Tim. Exactly right. <laughs> so are you really in Australia right now? I am sitting in Sydney, Australia, as we speak. Holy crap. Look at us, Fairbanks. We're international. That's right. Uh, uh, like, didn't we say this the other time? It's like, uh, what was that thing you were flipping me grief about? It was like, uh, no, no limits or I don't know. Whatever you were saying is like, you're, you're cutting me about something. Yeah, well, oh, I always cut you about no something. Boundaries Bound, yeah, no boundaries, right? Yes. There you go. Boundaryless. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's right. That's what we were talking about. Uh, limitless. We were talking about how you just... Fairbanks limitless. He goes everywhere. That's right. Okay. Hey, if it's there, if light can touch it, I'll get it. I'll get there. All right. So Tim, give us uh yes. Give us the backlog, man. I'm not gonna uh I'm not gonna um type you up and put words in your mouth. I, I've uh I've known you for a while, uh virtually, yep. if you will. Um first time we've talked on the phone, so I was kind of excited about that, uh obviously. But why don't you lay the groundwork as to kind of your story and your journey into kind of the, the world of endurance? Because um, I think it's pretty badass, and I unfortunately don't have a cool story. So I'm like, maybe you can uh, <laughs> add add a little flair. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you, I don't know if you call my story cool, mate. Maybe maybe embarrassing is a better word, but uh, I can I can I can give it a crack. <laughs> uh, yeah, what was it? Seven seven years ago? Oh, maybe even like like you know, I used to be pretty big i weighed uh, 120 something kilos which is i don't even know what that is in pounds like 200 and 250 maybe more i don't know a lot a lot of pounds basically I was, I was a big boy. <laughs> isn't it funny and it's him we're all silent over here going like oh, kilos what the Right. Uh, what is it? It's, I, it's 2.2. 2.2, I think. So that's that. 120, 220. Let's just say like 270, I think. Something, something like that. I was like, Fairbanks, is that big or is that small? I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he's medium. So I was like, too big. Too big. I was too big. And I got a friend of mine that I worked with signed me up for a triathlon for my birthday. And I was like, yeah, you know, why not? I reckon I could probably give that a crack. And in the process of getting ready for that race, I, I think I actually probably put on weight. I, I started to I convinced myself, oh, you need to eat more if you're training. You know, endurance sports need to need to eat. So, uh, ate I did. I think that was probably the one the one skill that I really did develop training for my first triathlon. <laughs> Tim, how old I, were you at the time? I was 24 years old at this point. Okay. I just gotten married, so it was uh, yeah, it was it was a time of change, I guess you could say. And I did the race somehow. God knows how I survived. Uh, it was a standard distance or an Olympic distance race. So a 1.5 kilometer swim, 40 kilometer bike, 10 kilometer run. And it took me four hours and five minutes to complete the event. I was dead last. <laughs> they, were pack- they were packing up a course well and truly before I finished. I remember on the run, it was a, it was a four loop run course. And the guy came up, he's like, uh, mate, are you on your last lap? I'm like, I am on my first lap champion. Like, I'm getting my money's worth sort of thing. Uh, and he's, he's like, no pressure, but we got to leave in 35 minutes. So can you pick it yeah. up a little bit? Yeah, just run a 35-minute 10K. That would be nice. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I completed the race. It was uh, – I was, I was proud, obviously. I'd, I'd done a triathlon, which I thought was a pretty big deal. But at the same time, I – Obviously, I've realized that I was hours behind everybody else and they were packing up the course. And so I was, I was a bit embarrassed at the same time. And I guess I went away from it and went, look, you know, something's not quite right here. Obviously, I knew I was big. 
and I thought I want to get better at this. So I got myself a fancy bike and started started training. And yeah, since then I've done I don't know, I've done twenty five seventy point three races. I've done probably close to a hundred triathlons now, and I've lost over fifty kilos. So I've probably lost about a hundred and 120, 130 pounds. It's like a whole person. Yeah, that's what we, on, on, my, on my podcast, we joke that because me and my, my host have lost about 100 kilos between us. And we always joke that we lost the third, third host of the show. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so then so somewhere along the way, I decided that I want to try and complete a 70.3 triathlon in four hours and five minutes, which is the same amount of time it took me to complete my first Olympic distance race. So now That's wild. my goal is, is working towards this, this four or five half Ironman. So that's, that's, that's basically my, my, uh, a snapshot of why I do what I do, I guess. Ooh, four or five. Ooh. <laughs> and how close are you, Tim? Uh, four seventeen at the moment. So I've got Holy 12 crap. minutes to go. Wow. That's just, maybe we can see Tim like, uh, he could be that guy, like going, "Hey, mate, uh, we'll lab you on over here." Exactly. Like, yeah, man. Uh, oh, you're going home? You're going home already? Uh. <laughs> it's actually, I'm, I'm going back to do that race again this year, so I think it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I think, I think I might beat four hours five minutes this time somehow. So, how? So let, let's go through this. So, the first component of like, I still remember my first triathlon, you know, vividly, right? You know, kind of like yeah. the last the last place type thing kind of the survival mode and then and then getting through some things and you feel like there's progression and whether that's you know your speed's going more or you can just do more what have you um talk to me a little bit about that that feeling from your perspective like i uh i don't have experience in that low four number and i'm just curious as to like i mean hats off dude i'm not i'm not uh I'm curious as to how, do, do you feel differently? Like, do you feel when you do a 417, you know what I'm saying? Like, can you, can you connect the feeling that you had during your, you know, your first event? Like, you know, it, I'm just curious on that. I think I got, I, it's, I shouldn't use the word easier because it certainly isn't like, you know, I've never done it. I've never done any race. It doesn't matter if it's a triathlon of running race and like, if it's, it doesn't matter. It's never easy. But the fact that I'm able to actually run the whole distance now and, and not vomit when I get out of the water and, you know, I'm not, I'm not bloody stopping on the side of the course to get off my bike because my legs are cramping. Like, the fact that that stuff doesn't happen now is, is obviously makes the whole process a lot easier. But I think, I, I, I don't know, it, it's, I mean, for example, when I did the 417 earlier this year, that was probably as good a feeling as finishing that first race for me. It was you know, something that I didn't really expect to go that quick that day when I crossed the finish line and then they said my time, I couldn't bloody believe it. Like I was like, are you, are you serious? What? <laughs> what? How's this? Possible? Uh, so that was, you know, that was an incredible feeling. And it's well, to give it, I guess, another example, the race. So I did 417 in January this year and then I raced my next race and I went six hours. I had a same uh, distance, yeah, same distance, 70.3. I had a, a mechanical issue on the oh. bike. I couldn't, couldn't inflate my tire. So I ended up having to run with my bike for seven kilometers to make it back to transition so I could try to finish the race. And I remember, again, I was trying to go about 4.10 that day and I ended up going just under six hours. And I crossed the finish line and, and people were like, oh, you, you know, be careful. Tim's going to be in a bad mood. Like my dad, who was actually there, he, he left. He's like, Tim's going to be too angry at the end of this. I'm leaving. I'm out. I'm, I don't want to do with him. And I finished the race and I, I was real happy still. And, and it's like, I, I think, you know, how I look at it is, 
every time I crossed the finish line of an event, or man, even while I'm doing it, that was something that if I hadn't have gone down this path, I probably wouldn't be able to do. I think, it, and I, I guess because I have that perspective, I'm very grateful for it as well. I think maybe that's that's something that I think I take away from this. I look back to that first race and that feeling of of yeah of, of accomplishment. Uh, maybe I'm able to carry over to to a lot of the races that I do. Yeah, I. It's just interesting because I think I think from the perspective like I, I brought this up to Jason a bunch is that like you know I'm still way on the new front you know and and Jason's definitely more seasoned compared to me um you know obviously you're more seasoned compared to me and I think sometimes from my perspective it's always one of those curiosities to find out like what you know what does speed feel like like from my perspective so it's like thinking about you Bonnet. thinking about that <laughs> low number right yeah I think you kind of imagine things like oh you know must be this must be that but you know I recall that first time like I remember my feet hitting the pavement, like off the bike and going, I have to run four miles right now. Like I don't, uh, this is nuts, you know, and like my heart rate and, and I'm just redlining everything. I'm, I'm super hot. I'm all these things. Right. And then, yep, yep, and, yep. and then I did my first 70.3 and I remember crossing the line, like my feet, something happened with my shoes. So my feet were bleeding and, um, I get yep. across the line and the first words out of my mouth, right because I didn't know if I could do one where I don't ever want to do that again. That was just what I said to my family. You know, I hugged them all and I'm like, yep, nope, done deal. You know, let's walk, let's walk off and whatever. But then you kind of, I would notice these people, and this is one of my intriguing pieces, the engines of people, but I never understand like that guy, like, it just looks like you're just, you motored past me on the bike and it looks like effortless. Right. And then I go into myself and I'm like, okay, I'm huffing and puffing. And I'm, you know, like my little feet are pedaling looks like just as fast as your, your feet, you know, and yet I'm not going anywhere. And so I was just trying to gauge that thing. Like, do you really notice speed over your progression or are you noticing the things like you're describing, which are like, you know, look, I don't throw up as much or like, you know, it still seems the same, the same baseline kind of difficulty, but my time's different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'd say, yeah, I'd say it, it, it feels just as hard. It, I've never, like I said, every race I've done, if I've gone fast, slow, anything in between, it always feels the same for me physically because I, I'm, I, I often hear like people talking about, oh, this is my B race, this is my C race, oh, this is a training day. Bullshit, man. Like, no, nah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Am I allowed to swear? Because I do swear oh, a little bit. Oh, yes, allowed please. to swear. <laughs> You're encouraged <laughs> to swear. Hey, fuck yeah, oh, man. Fuck yeah. Fucking awesome. Good. I got to be careful. But yeah, I think. I, I, I hear people say, oh, this is just a training day for me. I'm not – and I bullshit, man. As soon as that go, gun goes, I go as hard as I can. It doesn't matter if it's a – doesn't matter if it's a, you know, the world championships. It doesn't matter if it's a local free five-kilometer run. Like every event I do, as soon as that gun goes, I give it everything I've got. My wife always jokes that there's a – I don't know if you guys have it in America. There's a thing called park run here where it's like a free five-kilometer run every weekend. They're all around the country. Okay. And – how many times I've said to my wife, oh, look, today I'll, I'll pace you. You want to go into 25 minutes? I'll run with you. I'll make sure you go into 25 minutes. She's like, oh, that'd be, you know, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. The gun goes and I'm gone. I'm like, no, nah, I can't do it. <laughs> so I think, yeah, look, I think I, I don't notice anything. Yeah, it, it feels it feels the same. It, it maybe hurts more because you are trying to go as hard as you can. Like you're, 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 you're at your limit compared to maybe when I was bigger, it was just the pain was because of a lack of fitness rather than, uh, yeah, pushing yourself. But it, it, it's never gotten easier. Huh. huh. Well, thanks for sharing. I just, I don't know. <laughs> Jason, Jason sits on his ass over there and doesn't ask questions. So I got to wow. <laughs> along. 
<laughs> no, I have, I have a good question here. For, <clears throat> excuse oh, me. Yeah, no problem. So, Tim, so 417 is pretty legit. Um, what, did, what did you do before you gained a lot of your weight? I mean, do you have an athletic background? or <clears throat> not, not, not especially. I mean, I suppose being, being in Australia, we play a fair bit of sport. Mm-hmm. I mean, I played soccer soccer when I was growing up I was never very never very good I think I, I always say triathlon was probably the, the perfect sport for me only because I was never good at one thing I was kind of okay at many things uh, so I played a lot of soccer when I was younger I played uh, cricket a game you guys probably have no idea about I played cricket for a long time I played uh, rugby league rugby union not not very not very just for school like and our school sports system is not the same as it is in America like we just you know you do half an hour training one day a week and play a game every four weeks or whatever. It's not, not a big deal, but yeah, look, I was active, but never, never serious. Like I never, I never swam in a squad. I never was in an athletics club or anything like that. I just, yeah, just team sports. I guess it's pretty, it's more, I guess a, so- a social thing for kids here than it is more about, I mean, there's obviously, we obviously have high level people and stuff as kids, but that was never me. I just yeah, plucked along and did my thing, I guess. Well, just because four seventeen is legit, so I don't, that just doesn't come out of nowhere. So <clears throat> I was just curious what kind of background you had. Yeah, I, I, that, that's the other thing. Though. My, my progression—it's not like I just woke up and right four seventeen. Right, right, right. When I did my first seventy point three, I was about five hours eight. Then I went, and I mean, obviously there were some that I went faster, some went slower, but I sort of went from a five hour eight down to four fifty one. Then I, my next PB was like four forty five, and then I spent the next bloody. For like two years trying to go under four and a half hours. It took me, yeah, literally two years to get down to 429. And then I got uh, 429, 422, 417. So it, it, there's definitely been like progress. It's not like I just, I mean, I see some people out there and they're like, I'm going to do a triathlon. They go four hours, 20 hours. Right. I yeah. You. I hate you so much. <laughs> so, so you're actually putting the work is what you're saying. Um, so what kind of trainings have you done or what, what's kind of like a typical, I don't know, month or week for you? I do. I do a fair bit of training. Uh, my coach, we've sort of established that I respond quite well to high volume. Mm. So I do probably twenty to twenty-five hours a week of training. Jesus. I'd say. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> That's like Fairbanks level. Whoa! Careful. <laughs> I uh, so uh, yeah. I mean, today I've got to. What have I got to do? I've got to spend an hour at the gym with my strength and conditioning guy, and then I've got a three-hour bike ride and a one-hour swim for today. Uh, I've also got to do some work at some point. I don't know how I'm going to get all that stuff in. <laughs> you got a podcast. Uh, yeah. I've, uh, yeah, so I do, I do a lot of bike riding. I think my coach and my philosophy as well is I think the bike is very important for, for this sort of stuff. So we, we do spend a lot of time focusing on that building that core bike strength. And then I suppose the fitness comes a lot from swimming as well. And then the run is just, you know, consistency and, doing some speed and stuff like that. I mean, I had a, like it was, I don't know how, I don't know temperatures in Fahrenheit, but we had a day yesterday is like 42 degrees, which is like stinking hot, like surface right. of the sun. Kill me. And I had to go for a 28 kilometer run in it yesterday and do three, no, four times 16 minutes at race pace. And it was yeah, like a thousand degrees. It was absolutely horrific. So <laughs> it's a, uh, yeah, I definitely try to put in the work. That's, that's uh, my philosophy is train hard, race easy. So not that I race easy, but yeah, whatever. So, so like what is, uh, 
What's something in your triathlon uh, journey that you've said yes to that you should have said no to? Fairbanks oh, with, the, with the philosophical questions. Yeah, like like I'll give you an example. I'll give you a fun, uh, like you know just wait. Like Jeff this. has a story. Jeff has a story. I story always, alert. Story I alert. Always have a story. Just so you <laughs> I'll know. Sit back, I'll sit back. Put my fade up and listen. Yeah, this guy. yeah. Six, yeah six, at least like, six minutes. Let's get around the circle. Let's circle up on the carpet. Thank God. <laughs> so here's one thing that I said yes to in my journey that she said no to. It's like, hey Jeff, do you want to head up? A triathlon team. I said, I said, on the side, on like your spare time. I was like, yep. yeah, yeah. And and that should have been a no. That should have been a no. <laughs> so it's like, you know, like, dear Jeff, you want to do a team? Like, no, I don't. I don't want to do a team. So I was, I was like practicing the no, you know, like. That, so anyhow, it's like, you know, you want to swim behind the guy that pees in the pool? Like, no, I don't. I don't want to swim behind that guy. So anyhow, there, there's my little side little question about, is there anything, you know. Disappointed, I was expecting another five minutes. What's going on? Right. Yeah. Just, let's just, let's just mess around. I mean, Jason, you can, <laughs> okay. you, can you can chime in too, or you can just say, you know, Jeff, I'm not going to play these games. I will not play these games. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to save all my voice strength for a real question. So I think we should just constantly ask Jason questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jason, tell me, what's your philosophy on, on, uh, on VO2 max training yeah, or something exactly, like that? Right. Right. <laughs> uh, a time I said yes to something that I probably should have said no to. I think, I, actually, I know, I, know, I know an answer to this. I started training this year. I met a guy uh, here in Sydney. He's actually Scottish. His name's Charles Leggett. He's a very handy athlete. And I suppose when you, when you train with people, you want to find people that are a little bit better than yourself. And I definitely found that in Charlie. Uh, Charlie qualified for Kona earlier this year and he was training for Kona and basically I was like, mate, I'm, I'm jumping on the Charlie bandwagon. We're going to do some training together. And one day we decided it was middle of bloody winter here. And I mean, it's like, well, I don't know, again, Celsius, under 10 degrees Celsius. I'm out there in, with thermal pants on, bloody gloves, four layers <laughs> of cycling jerk. Like it was, it was cold. And he goes, oh, look, we're going to go for this bike ride. It's, it's about 100 and, 180 kilometers. Oh. I look at the map. I look at the course, and I knew where we were riding. I was like, "That's not a hundred. Like, nah, that's not 180 kilometers. She'll be right. I'll, I'll have a let, let's 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 have a crack at it." But yeah, mate, I'll come. No worries. Start riding, and again, Charlie, he's one of those guys who likes to push it in training. Like he, there's like none of this, none of this, you know, zone one, zone two stuff. It's let's go. Like we're not here to we're not here to fuck around. Like, let's get on with. It. And I remember we started the ride, and we're probably into the first 15 kilometers. I think on the first 20 kilometers or 30 kilometers of this bike ride, I got a new FCP. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that it was going to be a fun day. And 100 kilometers in, so we ended up taking a wrong turn. And we, we got to the turnaround point of the ride, and we we're 100 kilometers into the ride, and we're about halfway. Oh. And I'm like, oh, I've made, a, I've made an error here. And we were running late, so we... Basically, we got to this point of the ride. We then had to ride up an incredibly steep hill, and it was like a, an 80-kilometer ride, basically back to where, where Charlie was. And the reason I was, I was actually recording that podcast I was telling you about that uh, Jeff before, that or the, the one that went wrong where I lost the fight was that day. Same day, actually. Oh, yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> a good day all around. Yeah. We had to do the last 70 kilometers of this horrific bike ride as basically a time trial and <laughs> smashed me so badly, like, it's the first time I think in my life where I've, I've really dug myself into a hole. 
And it, it's even now that was in that was in June, I think, maybe even earlier, maybe May, May, June, July, some middle of the year. And the, I still I'm still feeling the effects of it because I literally just absolutely punished myself, and it was a disaster. Like, and I, I had this philosophy I think before that. And this is maybe a little bit immature, but it was like you know, there's no such thing as too much. Oh, yeah. I, I learned the hard way that there certainly is such a thing as too much, and that's definitely a time that I should have said, "Nah, mate, I think I'll, I'll give that a miss." <laughs> but again, yeah, I should have should have gone. Nah, nah thanks. For, or like the fifty k mark. No, nah, man, I'm turning around. You, you have. Yeah, that's that. That really has had a quite an impact on the rest of my year as far as racing and, and and performance goes. I've been dealing with fatigue as a result of it. Plus, you know, the fact that this is this year. I just I just finished my law degree a couple of weeks ago as well. So holy crap! Uh, Whoa, it's, it, you should calm down was, a little bit on this uh, <laughs> on all these achievements. I feel like. right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. It was just it was a perfect storm, and so that's definitely a time where I said yes to something uh, that I probably should have said no to. We I don't know. Do you guys know what the Festive Five Hundred is? No. no. It's a uh, it's a cycling challenge. It's probably it's probably easier for us on the Southern Hemisphere for than it is for you guys. But the challenge is to try to ride five hundred kilometers between Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. So you do what is it? Seven days to ride five hundred. It's fucking kilometers. cold up here, man. It's snowing outside right now. No excuse, mate. Mountain bike. Jason, <laughs> stop yelling. <laughs> so uh, I mean, it's probably probably a bit easier for us down here who have lovely summer weather at the moment. But that's another thing that I've, I've agreed to do it. And in the back of my head, I'm going, "Is this such a good idea? I've got a, I've got my big I've got my big race coming up." Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how we go. I think the first ride is on the on Christmas Eve, and it's 160 kilometers. And oh my god! See how we go. So, yeah, that's that's potentially something I should say no to that I said yes to. But uh, yeah. Well, thank. I appreciate you playing along, Jason. Do you have anything to add on that? <laughs> well, I think it goes into my when I said yes to doing the um Dis- the Disney marathon half marathon last year <clears throat> because it was during. It was right after Christmas. So he had a train all through Christmas and um, <clears throat> couldn't eat as many Christmas cookies as I wanted to. So that was, that was my. Uh, yeah. what's, what's, what sort of food do you guys do at Christmas in America? We, we, we see a lot of like things on the, you know, a lot of our movies are about bloody you know, American Christmas. And all. Like, what's, what's, what's an American Christmas? Do you guys do dinner or lunch? What, what is it? It's... I do dinner. Yeah, we do like a like a two o'clock dinner. Yeah. Okay, like earlier. And, you do and it's usually turkey? F- no turkey's Thanksgiving for us. We do like a big roast, like meat, <clears throat> potatoes, mm. really heavy, starchy, non-vegan food. <laughs> it's all the good stuff. Yeah, it's all good stuff. That's why <laughs> training for the Disney Marathon after Christmas was not a good idea. So. Yeah, I, 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 that's that that race I went for seventeen at was the seventh of January this year. Yeah, and I remember that, that's why I mean I was surprised because I'd just gone from a week of basically eating and drinking to going oh, oh shit I've got to do a race in a week I better <laughs> I better try to get in some sort of shape for this event. So, oh. yeah. well, those, those those Disney races look the goods though. I've seen there's a guy over here who does he goes to America all the time and does a lot of those Disney running races. The uh, the finisher medals look pretty legit. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> the uh, I, I got the big Disney ears in my office, which is pretty cool. Um, it, Very nice. It's freaking expensive, though, and I think Jeff, you and I talked about this once. <clears throat> so you're you're definitely paying a premium for it, um, but you do get to run through all the parks, which is pretty cool. 
but then you get the Disney premium on top of it. So, yeah, like the Ironman one here. Yeah. We did a we had the uh, we had the Asia Pacific Championships here. A couple, actually, just not far from where I live, maybe three weeks ago, and. It's like speaking of the finish medals, because it was the championships, they give you an extra big finisher medal. And I, I was, I always liked the championship medals. Like, I think they're pretty fancy. And this one had a giant koala bear, which is like a native Australian. And I remember seeing it. I'm thinking, like, why have they, have, why have they given a predominantly Australian field this like super cliche <laughs> Australiana bloody medal? I was like, oh, why do they put a yeah? Next thing it's going to be like Paul Hogan holding a crawl and going, throw another shrimp on the barbie, mate. Look. <laughs> I love Crocodile Dundee. Where is that guy? Is that a triathlon? I don't think so. I, think, I can't imagine Mick Dundee doing a, a triathlon. Okay, we got to find that out, man. You know how awesome that would be to see him strapped up with his big knife and like some gator skin uh, kit just rocking the freaking flats on yeah. his tri bike? Well, that's. There's a triathlon here up in North Queensland where there, there actually are crocodiles on the swim course. And I, I did the race years ago. And I remember we were standing before we got in the water. And the race was like 15 minutes late. And we're standing there with my friend. Like, we're going, oh, come on, mate. What the fuck's going on? Like, we're meant to be swimming. Right? What are they doing? And one of the volunteers lives over and he goes, boys, they're scaring away the crocodiles. <laughs> like, uh, I'm happy to wait. Wait, did they just, they just canceled a, a swim for you guys a couple of weeks ago because there was a great white shark sighting. Correct. That was over in Bustleton in Western Australia. It's, uh, and, uh, and it's, it's the second time this year. They do a they do a seventy point three there in May, and then they do the Ironman in December. And both races this year have had the swim cancelled or, or shortened because of sharks. <laughs> Maybe you want to pick a different location, right? <laughs> yeah. Is there a lake over there or like a river? I'm sure they. I've never. I've not been over there, but I'm sure they could do something about it. Or alternatively let everybody know there are sharks and just try to push them to swim faster. Right. Yeah. Come the you water, just, maybe. Get everyone to you get you just water. don't want to be first or last. You give me some yeah. in the middle. So. Yep. You're right. That's my philosophy. So what do you think? Are there some differences? Like, have you noticed differences in some of the, uh, if you've seen any, like, uh, U.S.-based athletes versus um, Australian-based athletes? Are there things that you've experienced that are done differently? I think, well, look, I could probably say yes. I think a lot of the, a lot of the American guys I've met at races, they, they're very, what's the word I'd look, meticulous. Assholes. They, they take, uh, there's, some, I'll tell you, there's some Australian assholes down here. <laughs> and I think I, I've noticed that a lot of American athletes seem to take a much more, yeah, like meticulous approach to the racing. There's a lot more information. They, they're, they're a lot more up with the tech. You know, all that stuff. There's a lot of Aussies because I think, you know, our, our, a lot of guys get into the sport here and like, oh, why not? Sounds hard. I'll give it a crack. Or, you know, I just I have a go. Where, yeah, a lot of the Americans, like, I get a lot of people you know, sending me questions and I find that the guys from America are often asking me questions like, what, you know, if I'm trying to train at a certain percentage of FTP, what sort of heart, like, it's very technical. Huh. Whereas in a, if, if, if an Australian approaches me about a question, he's like, uh, so if I run for two hours, how many beers can I have after I finish training? So, <laughs> <laughs> I would be uh, that's that's so funny I'd probably be I don't do the, like oh I don't drink beer or wine because I just don't like the way it tastes but it's uh that would be funny because that's we've had discussions on that some of the tech um 
I don't want to say handicap, but like the tech interest, which is so, so heavily relied upon versus like the feel component. And there's been some people we've had on the podcast that kind of give a mix of it, but it's just interesting to get other perspectives. Like I've never been to Australia, you know, and Jason, before you came on, it was, I was telling Tim, I said, one of the sayings that I, um, uh, I have a couple of buddies over there and the one of them's like, Hey, Hey, uh, how under the pump are you? And I was like, what? So I didn't respond, right? And I had to right. Google it. And I'm like, what does that mean? And so yeah, when I talked to Tim this morning, because, you know, it's trying to get loaded up or whatever, I'm like, man, I've been under the pump for real. And he just right away was like, yep, yep, I get it. Oh, yeah. mate, we've got, some, we've got some very bizarre expressions here. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to turn it down, to be honest, because I could get I could get real, real, uh, we call it Oka here. I could get Oka. Well, let's get some others. Jeez, mate. Let's, let's get some others to share with these American-based uh, listeners, because I'm like, here are the things I know. Like, let's go get pissed, right? Is yep, let's drinking? get pissed. Yep, let's get pissed. Let's get on it. That's get that's a good pissed. one. And I know under the pump. Wait, what's what's <laughs> under the pump? It's like busy. Yeah, busy. busy. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, under a lot of okay. like pressure. How 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 much swearing am I allowed to drop a C bomb? Yeah, you drop them. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say because. One of the funny things we say, yeah, in a lot of countries, if you're like, you're a cunt, everyone's like, oh, Jesus. Because here, if someone's like, oh, mate, you're a sick cunt, you're like, oh, cheers, cheers, mate. That's awesome. Like, thank you very much. It's almost a compliment. <laughs> what is it? What does that mean? Oh, it's just like, if you're a sick cunt, you're like a, uh, like, yeah, you're good, like, you're crazy or you're, you're, you're like, out like, of control. Like, badass. That's exactly. If somebody's like, mate, you're a sick cunt. You're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Favorite sayings is uh, we call bottles of beer stubbies. And I love the saying. I'm a he's a stubby short of a six pack. So if somebody's a bit special, we go, oh, mate, he's a stubby short of a six pack. <laughs> or if somebody's very like somebody's really well built, like they look like a you know a weightlifter or something. We say he's built like a brick shit house. That's <laughs> <laughs> what else? What oh, else? I, I love this. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, sangers, we call sandwiches a sanger. Get us a sanger. We call sausages snags. Oh, oh, mate, there's so there's so many. It's, like that's the thing. I, I I probably don't even realize I say say them half the time because they're just that's just how I speak normally. So, so I do what, try to. What's an American yeah. thing that you're like that makes absolutely no sense? Well, it's, I, so as I said, I, I did an interview with an American guy called Vinnie Tortrich uh, a couple of weeks ago. And he he what, he used some some expression. It was like I can't even. It was like about he said that the Jewish people, the, the very religious Jewish people in America, on certain days they don't do anything, so they have somebody who does it for them. He was explaining that he, he used this saying. I was like, I have no idea. Huh. I was like, they just just went over my head, and then he had to go through the whole process and explain it to me. And I was like, oh okay. I, I, think, no I think I think with us because we a lot of our media is obviously American, so we we understand a lot of, a lot of what you like. There's a, there's a very good video on YouTube and it's like all the differences between Australian and English and American English. So the example is you guys call it a gas station. We call it a service station or a servo uh, on a car. You guys call it the trunk. We call it the boot. You call it the hood. We call it. The <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's all these different things that, and we know them because we watch, we watch American movies. We watch American TV shows. So it, for us is, pretty normal or we at least understand it we might go what the fuck are these americans saying <laughs> mum mum with an o that's so weird to me every time i see uh somewhere where an american writes down mum and it's m-o-m i'm like what the hell is that it's mum <laughs> <laughs> mum <laughs> hi mom 
This is awesome. I wasn't even like expect. See, this is why shit's off the cuff, Jason. You always get so mad. I don't know. Uh, here we go. Here we go. How do you know? How do you know we get so pissed on this uh, virtual conversation, <laughs> right? Hey, I. Have, uh, all right, Jason. I'm a planet too, mate. Yes, and I appreciate that, Tim. So, so I have a question. So, because as usual, Fairbanks texted me like five minutes ago <clears throat> and told me who our guest was. So I have no idea who you are. So, um, I don't criticize you for that. I, I am not worth knowing, to be honest. So. No, but I want to know more about your podcast to tell you. Okay. Yeah, my my podcast is called Think Fit. Uh, we started it in April this year. As I said, uh, my co-host is a is a Kiwi bloke, unfortunately, so he has an even stupider accent than I do. Uh, <laughs> and uh, basically, I met Robbo through triathlon, through uh, Team Mac X, Chris McCormack's triathlon team. Mm-hmm. And we, we found that we've had an extremely similar journey. So Robbo lost 40-odd kilos. I lost yeah 50-odd kilos. And we both had a similar progression to the sport. So we both, like Robbo, when I went 4.17, Robbo went 4 hours 10. Uh, so we're both, you know, we've, we've decent results. So, we so wait, so is this like the Fairbanks this is the secret sauce? You got to gain like 400 pounds and then Correct. drop that's, it that's all it. and you drop all your time as well. So like a from the cocoon. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta shed a whole person and then you could actually, well, I guess you're building up all your tendons and muscles to run with excess weight, right? Good strength trainer, mate. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. So what we both realize is because once you do sort of people start to notice you get good results and stuff, we, we, we both found that a lot of people were reaching out to us and asking us for questions about, you know, how should I lose weight? What did you do? Was there a secret? You know, do you think that this, this new seven day juice detox <laughs> right. is the secret to losing weight? And, and, and constantly, every time I get asked questions about whether it's about diet or exercise, I, I say to them, it's like, it's at its base level, this stuff's actually not that complicated. Like, it's not right. your fault. It's there's so many people out there that are, you know, this this is the best thing. No, this is the best thing. No, this is the best thing. And we just wanted to start us basically where we wanted to, I guess, like almost like this. We just we just talk shit for an hour, but make people <laughs> realize that fitness and, and weight loss and you know going fast and that it doesn't have to be complicated. It, it's just it's fundamentally simple, and and we just basically try to you know, sift through the bullshit, I guess you could say. And, and mostly based on our experiences, but we do try to get some, you know, we've had some good guests on the show already and just, yeah, talk about the things that worked for us. And, and I guess try to respond to those questions that we were getting naturally anyway. So that's why we decided to start the show. And, and we, hey, man. <laughs> oh, the joys of it. It's, uh, it's okay. How, how dare you get played like that? Man. <laughs> I love the fact that these app, these app developers have such low self-esteem that they've assumed that anything any other thing on the phone is more important than what you're doing with their app. Oh, nobody, nobody wants their app. The government. Blame the government. Always blame the government. Yeah, just talking talking shit about about my podcast. I basically just said that 
yeah, look, we, we just wanted to try to normalize things that people found difficult and stuff. And we, you know, we talk about men's mental health and body image and, We've had some good guests. We've had Chris McCormack on the show. We've had, uh, obviously, Vinnie Tortrich. We've had dietitians. Uh, we've had a guy on, Evan James Isles, who hosts uh, I Am Talk, a, a triathlon podcast, and he's a very, like, all about mindfulness and stuff. And, yeah, it's, it's like we both get a lot out of it. I think we just sort of thought we'd have a crack at it. And the amount of stuff we personally get out of doing the show is, is just this unexpected benefit that, I, that makes it so worthwhile. I mean, I don't know about you guys doing this, but I, I just find every time we do an episode, I always walk away with something and yeah, we just have fun and like we, we find stupid men's health articles and take the piss out of them and you know, six, six ways to lose weight without doing anything or, or three ways to get that six pack body eating McDonald's. Like we just take the piss out of that sort of stuff. And, yeah. They could. I don't know why they, they could. I don't know why they'd want to, but I'm sure they could. The bike and run, I think it'd be okay. The swim, 24 hours of swimming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. imagine how wrinkly you get. You know, you get all those granny, granny fingers. It'd be your whole body. You get out looking like an eighty-year-old man. I was going to say, I, I, I thought twenty-one. I thought twenty-one seventy point threes would be a bit extreme, but twenty-four hours swim bike. <laughs> They have that um that race across America that you can do as a multi sport event, isn't it? Where you you start on the bike and then you run across Death Valley and then you ride up to is it up near Chicago and then you, you kayak down the the bloody river or something towards New York or maybe just do it, make make it a swim instead of a bloody and instead of kayaking you you jump in the water swim for twenty four hours or something. I don't know. I think you need to do that. You need to do it somewhere pretty. Maybe you know, find a nice girl, lots of a uh, nice beach, lots of girls in bikinis on the beach. So, yeah, you know, And you could get out every chance to be like, "Oh, you see me in the water swimming for twenty-four hours straight? Oh, that's that's nothing. It's not not hard. I'm, I'm just that fit." Yeah, standard. I'm just it's just a easy easy training. Couple of days for me, ladies. That's right.
was going to say, I've got, a, I've got another little Australianism for you. You, you talked about, uh, what, what, how, how did you say vomit in? What were you saying? A puke in? We call it, we call it chunder. Chunder. I'm having a chunder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have, you, have you heard they say, what do they say? An Australian kiss is like a French kiss just down under. Now you have to. You can't. You can't leave me hanging, mate. Show notes for, for Jeff doing a, a demonstration. Same thing. I thought one of the things I wanted to do was do like five minutes on the trainer with, with somebody and you, you have them doing like five minutes at threshold or so, and then you have to ask them a series of questions and try to answer My wife once walked in when I was about 15 minutes into a 20-minute FTP test and started trying to ask me what we should, for what we should have for dinner. And I think it was literally just like, fuck off. And I got, I got the bike set up. I'm so sorry, love. I, I didn't I, – I, I, you're just literally the worst possible to my hand. I'm like, <laughs> like, yeah, it's like don't she, – she now knows. There's a, it's almost like <laughs> – 
functional functional threshold. Balls to the wall. I always, I, the first time I did one, my coach goes, now listen to him. He goes, don't go too hard the first five minutes. Like, I can't emphasize this enough. Take it easy the first five minutes. So I'm like, oh, yeah, 20 minutes. Should, shouldn't be that hard. First five minutes, I've got, like, my watts are at, like, 320 or something. And I'm like, I am a god. I am I'm the greatest cyclist on earth. And then the second 10 minutes, I'm like, oh, this is a bit uncomfortable. Then by the end, it's, you know, that number's just slipping and slipping. And, it's, and I'm like going, what the hell? And, I, and, you're, and you feel like you're running so much harder. And no matter how hard you're riding, the number just keeps dropping and dropping and dropping. And then you finish. And, and then it's like, oh, and now do a 15-minute cool down. You can get fucked. I'm not doing a fucking cool down. I'm out of here. Let me out of here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's, it's fatigue and stuff like that, I suppose, or... Just Jeez, mate, jeez, that's not, that's, no, no, that's not very bloody good. But no, who, who cares? It's, it's all relative. So. When I did the first one I did like 12 months ago, that was the same thing. I didn't rise. It was the 90%. And I was obsessed with keeping my – I wanted it over 300. So I'm absolutely pumping, thumping, thumping. I finished the ride. My average power for the, for the session was like 300 and – three watts or whatever. I'm like, yes. Fuck yeah. And then it's like your FTP is 290. It's like, what? what? <laughs> like, this is ridiculous sort of thing. So it's, uh, and, yeah, it's funny. It's no good. No good. One of my, one of my least favorite sessions. Yes. I use Zwift a lot. The name's, the name's familiar.
permits. I was behind. I think so. Yes. I know we did a get so we, we I came across there's a thing called the GM diet started by General Motors, and it, the whole point of this diet is apparently you can lose seven kilos in a week. It's it's like day one eat, eat a certain amount of Yeah, plenty of alcohol, and it's 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 all this. Um, day one's like all the fruit you can eat. Day two's all the vegetables you can eat. I, I can't remember the exact details of it, but I came across it, so I'm like, oh yeah, this is going to be a good one. So I, I come onto the episode ready to go, and I'm like, listen, I've got this ridiculous diet. You're like, what a bunch of dickheads! What sort of fuckwits would would do this diet? And I reckon we've had about five or six people that listen to the show go, oh, hey guys, I just wanted to let you know that I've I've just done the GM diet. The fifth, by the fifth time, I was like, I think people don't understand what we're trying to do with this podcast because we're not, we're not promoting a damn diet. We're taking the piss out of it. And when I was, I was racing a couple of weeks ago, one of our listeners was actually, was actually on, on course, Rob, and he was one of the guys who told me that he'd done the GM diet. And as I ran, I was, I was hurting a little bit on the run, and he's running past, and, and he's like, you know, what, you, you okay, mate? You okay, mate? No, I'm hurting right And as I ran past, I went, oh, but if I had have been on the GM diet, I probably would have gone fast, and he <laughs> oh mate, we we found all sorts of things. I found one that was uh, eating chicken nuggets turns you gay. Uh, what was why it's better to eat two? Why it's better to eat two McDonald's hamburgers? Um, what we did one with with the with Vinny last time was like ten ways to lose weight without exercising. Ah uh, mate, there's there's some absolute and there's and it's always a study. A study finds and it's a study from. Of Xiaojing in the, the Guangxin province of China, found eating Chinese food is a is a surefire way to increase your sex life. And the thing I found is, as we got more and more into looking for the articles on on men's health and you know runners world or whatever, is how these magazines are allowed to call themselves fitness magazines when every second one is like six moves to guarantee you satisfied in the bedroom or, or three three ways three ways to make sex and exercise like all this sort of shit. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, like. Honest. Sometimes I'll be halfway through reading it, and and there's this this audible, oh Jesus, I, I can't believe I've like, why are we giving stuff credit? Like, oh, some of them are terrible. Um, as far as endurance goes, some of the some of the gimmicky things I've seen. Hmm. 
what's a what's a real gimmicky thing I've I've seen in fit in, in endurance sports? I mean, I think I don't know, that's a, that's a that's a tough one. There's 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 obviously some gimmicky like I think I mean look I don't know about the details of it, but I see those ceramic speed oversized bearing things on the on the back of the bikes that cost like a thousand dollars, and I kind of go, really? Like, are we are we are we sure about that? Like you know Shimano. SRAM, the, la- the, the world's largest producer of bike parts, are they really going to start selling us things that, that don't work properly? Uh, I, think, I think, yeah. 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 This this bloody Australian's trash talking you. No. no like I think. Oh, how dare you? Look, a, a lot of a lot of guys I know use them, and I think, you know what? If you're looking for every little bit of benefit, like if you if you are a top top pro and you're looking for those those not even one percenters, those point one percenters. Good, good, good. Like, I'm sure there's probably some benefit to them, but when I see, you know, you see the guys who are doing seven hour, you know, six hour, seventy point three races, and they've got the bloody ten thousand dollar time trial bike with the four thousand dollar disc wheel with the one thousand dollar ceramic speed, bloody oversized pulley and everything. It's like, mate, I reckon you could probably save yourself about ten thousand dollars and just train your. It's yeah, I think I think that's probably something. I, as far as gimmicks, I mean, I think. As far as training, you know, you, you see these sort of these trends come through about different ways of training. There's all this, like one of the, I, I coach athletes too. And there's this phase about a, a couple of months ago, where a bunch of my athletes started all going, oh, what about this high intensity training? And I'm like, well, I said, I, I'm not saying high intensity training is not good if you want to get certain results, but we're talking about triathlon here, mate. You're, you're training for an Ironman. How much high intensity stuff is going to be in a, you know, we're not, we're, you're not going to be doing much 20 second Tabata efforts or anything when you're out on the fucking bike for seven hours, are you? Common sense would indicate that maybe that's not the best idea, but you know, if you want to try it, I'm sure. Yeah. 
yeah, that's 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 what I mean. I think you look at this fitness or endurance or whatever, and there is just so much information. And the fact that you know you talk about studies or doing research, you could literally choose anything, whether it's about endurance sports or about health or diet, or and you you could find a source somewhere on the internet that would back you up. I think, and as we know, being the intelligent men that we are, if it's on the internet, it must be true. So, Ugly. Oh, I know it is. Right? That, that, that Cervelo P5X is the ugliest fucking bike I've ever And a friend of mine, and I'm thinking about buying the P5X. I'm like, why? 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 Do not do this. And so, oh, but it's meant to be, it's wind tunnel. Who cares? It's hideous. Like, I don't want to. I'm not going riding with you. If you ride that bloody thing, I'm not coming. Like, get out of here. Yeah. 
exactly. Uh, I, think, I think some people do spend a lot of time. They, yeah, I, that's the other thing I find with a lot of beginners too is that they spend so much time worrying about that stuff, and it's like, mate, just just train. Like honestly, train. Don't worry about it. You'll be you, you, the rest will work itself out when you get to that level. It'll be full. like I've got a friend of mine. He's been obsessed with beta me for years, and he's not not. It's not going to happen. He's like a seventy point. It's not going to happen. And he went and bought himself. He sold his. He had just like a set of like forty mil wheels or whatever. And he went and bought a disc wheel and a tri spoke. And I said, I said, like I understand you want to use those wheels, mate. But did you did you think that maybe selling the other ones was a bad idea? He's like, well, what do you mean? I said, well, you're now that guy that rocks up to every race, whether it's a little shitty local sprint run or a super. You've got a tri spoke. Like I said, okay, if that's if that's your your decision, I'm not going to criticize him. And now every opportunity to criticize, I criticize. Like we got to race. I'm like, oh, look at this wanker with his disc wheel and trust. Like, what a prick! Like. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think my my first bike was a hundred and fifty dollar cheapie off eBay. It was too small for me, and yeah, like now I look at it, I'm like, no, how, no, how, no wonder it took me so bloody long. That bike weighed about fifty kilos. So. Did it have streamers on the handlebars. Hydration, that's your, that's your, that's your, um, that's where you put your nutrition, mate. You put a baguette, you put a bottle of wine, picnic, picnic blanket. Right, super fast transition times. I know, exactly. I reckon that's a, yeah. That's a, we've we've also with me and and the guy in my podcast with Robert, we've often had a joke saying that we need to have a bet one day, and the loser has to do a, a try like a seventy point three and Ironman or something on one of those fat bikes, you know, with the really thick, like so, a BMX bike or something horrific like that, like riding one hundred and eighty kilometers on a BMX would be absolutely horrific. <laughs> yep, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. Just you're too popular, mate. <laughs> uh, well, if, if, if you need a second opinion, mate, I did just finish my law degree, so.
my people. My people. My people. We'll talk to your people. It was a good tip. It was a good tip. It was high quality. Hugs and high fives. There we go. I've got. I don't know. I've got nothing really. Just yeah. If you thanks for having me, boys. It's always it's always nice to uh to, to have a chat, and it's it's nice to be the person who's on the. I'm not I'm not going to have to edit anything or upload anything. So that's that's good for me as well. I'm I'm quite happy about that. Uh, I'm sure they want to. I don't know. Uh, okay, so I'm. Uh, what's the usual spiel? I have Instagram. I'm I'm at t forward fourteen on on the gram. And I apologise in advance because it's mostly just photos of me making love to my bike. Uh, and and uh, I've got a website, oztriathlete.com. Uh, and my, my podcast, if you, you want to hear the sweet, 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 sweet tone of my voice again, it's uh, just ThinkFit. Anywhere you, um, anywhere you find podcasts, we're there, basically. So that's, that's about it, I think. Nothing. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. You got me up. Up nice and early for this, so I'm, I'm gonna have a crack start to the day. I was up at bloody 5 a.m. for this, so exactly. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah, exactly. I'm uh, I'm wired on caffeine, mate. Bloody oath, bloody oath, mate. Bloody. <laughs> That's all right. I've told you. I, I've worked it out though. The secret for Australians to do an American accent is that we we don't pronounce the letter R. We you guys do pronounce the letter R. So I'm I'm just going to jump in my car, go to the bar. You know, it's very bizarre. Whereas you guys, I'm going to get in my car, go to the bar. It's very bizarre. We're very lazy down here. <laughs> Okay, I can do that. Uh, let me think. What, 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 what should we say? Let's say, uh, oh, geez, guys, thanks for having me. This has been fantastic. I've had a really good time. It's been so enjoyable talking to you all. Y'all? Have a tingle later, yeah. Get in touch, mate. Fucking trip on the party. <laughs> 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 um, guys, I'm gonna have to end it here because I've got to go practice playing my didgeridoo. So, you, you, you. <laughs> too easy. Uh, thank, thanks, guys. It's been radical. It's been awesome. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much.